Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Episode 21, and we're looking at uh, round five action of the AFL. Um, let's get uh, straight into the results, eh? Um, first thing, we had the big Friday night match of Carlton Collingwood with Mick finally breaking the Jock McHale's record um, in one of the most boring matches I've ever <laughs> had the pleasure of watching. I think the, the build-up to the match, the build-up to Mick's breaking the record was more exciting than how the match actually played out. I mean, they did all right with it, too. It was um, very respectful, and having the, the whole MCG dark and the blue tunnel, and yeah. he's there with his kids and his grandkids, and that was all fantastic. And Christy Malthouse got to do the interviewing. Um, you know, she broke out of her boundary-riding retirement. Yeah, to, to come back into the fold. I bet he wished a few players broke out of their retirement and come back in. <laughs> well, you know, in a lot of ways, it was kind of the matchup we were expecting for uh, the loser to be in trouble with their coaching future. Yeah, and um, it was really good, Mick Malthouse, afterwards. Um, he's sort of he's come to that, you know, conclusion that I'm not going to get another contract if we're, you know... Um, getting smashed. Getting smashed week in, week out. Um, which reminds me of when he was... Um, given the arse at Collingwood or, you know, told about their transition plan. <laughs> and he started just speaking openly and honestly in all these um, post-match interviews. And it was fantastic. And I think he's there already. He, he started that way. Um, it felt like this week, which is great because they're the best interviews out of Mick Oh, absolutely. When he's not trying to just tow the company line. Um, but especially when you're trading up a bloke to replace you who, well, let's let's just say, it, I don't think Buckley's as good a coach as Malthouse. Yeah, but that's come and gone. Um, he's doing all right now. I mean, they're sitting third, Collingwood. Uh, they're doing better than what uh, we picked they'd be doing at yeah. the start of the season. So, I thought, yeah, I, I thought they'd slide down. I didn't think they'd be sitting third now, and I think they've got an all right run for the next month too. Yeah, I think they had uh, some sort of your mid-level players do their parts and really step up, and in, in conjunction with a few good recruits that they've picked up as well. Yeah, no, I'm not jumping off the bandwagon yet. I reckon you're gonna slide. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's still early. There's yeah. still every chance for it. <laughs> but, I mean, really, um, their only sh- uh, shocking win, if you call it that, was the Anzac Day win against Essendon. Yeah. Um, all the others were kind of predictable, so it yeah. hasn't been a, a terrible run-in to the no. season for but them. If you, but... at, if you look at the game against Carlton, it was an absolute flogging, and yeah. Collingwood have managed to accrue 15 different goal kickers for the match. Fifth, that's not a bad that, effort. That is spectacular. The, the highest goal scorer was two goals, and there was a few of them. Yeah, how, so, if you've got the stats there, how many points did Cloak kick? Oh, yes, I'll just get that. Um, so, I mean, just that in general says that they're getting plenty of the ball yeah, around there. And it's been spaced around. Yep, there we are. Cloak kicked two goals, three. Two goals, three, yeah. So, it's he's not good how bad, how quickly he's gone from could be a common medalist a couple of years ago to, oh my God, where's this kick going to go? Yeah. And that's the, his three points weren't snatched from the boundary. No. They were gettable and uh, I think one Set of them shots. was 20 out dead in front there was one from the goal square that he just snuck in yeah. um, which is better than what um, some of the other blokes did on the weekend but possibly um, with the whole team sort of helping out in this respect it might take a little bit of the pressure off him if you can win by that much and I mean you would hope in that sort of win you'd, you'd get a bit of free goal practice yeah. but, but it is a, a good thing that if he can't kick him then the people around him have got their goal kicking practice so. yeah but I mean Obviously, they're going to have the best um, people looking at his kicking mechanic and everything like that. Surely, uh, actually, Richard had a good point about it. He was saying yeah. that if you have 10 people telling him what he should be doing to his uh, style, he's got no hope. Yeah. Just yeah. get he one just... person that he respects. And, you know, there's plenty of blokes yep. out there who've got beautiful kicking styles. I mean, his old man won a Coleman medal too, I think. I'm not sure. He David... said he kicked, the, kicked a few. I think he got one just on the mow. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they're short of kicking coaches and whatnot, but, I mean, what is he, 28, something like that. He's yeah. been in the AFL system for 10 years. Yeah. Plus, God knows how much footy he's played before that. Um, it's just, I honestly think that this, at some stage, you've got to tap him on the shoulder and go, how does centre-half back sound, mate? <laughs> yeah. Because he'd be a great centre-half backman. And, and is it just like, it's the yips or a bit nervous or could just he's just shit? I don't, I, can you call it the yips of the last three and a half years? Well, that's what I'm not sure. I think, um, How long do you keep getting away with it? I think Kerry had the best comment with it, that he just drops the ball too high. He lets yeah. the ball fall on his foot from his above his waist and doesn't follow through with the kick half the time. He, he stabs at it. And I mean, Kerry, it was a fair kick himself, so he'd probably know a thing or two about kicking. It wasn't him, a bad so. one. He wasn't the absolute sweetest kick, but uh, he was one of the better ones, that's you, for sure. You, you'd trust him from the tip of the goal square. Yeah. <laughs> um, which uh, is something you wouldn't trust Travis Cloak with at the minute. Well, yeah, siren's blown, you're down by four. Who do you want to have the hands of the ball? Oh. You, you wouldn't want Cloak. No. <laughs> um, but at the other end of the ground, Casbot uh, wasn't even playing because of his kicking's just so bad, um, which I think the same thing. Do it oh. now before he ruins himself. He is bitterly disappointing. He is one of the best contested marks in the game at the moment. Such a set of hands. But and just, just cannot kick. And no. It's... it's it's not like it's an innate skill, you know, something that's the, a finite skill that you learn later on yeah. after a few years in the AFL. There are 10-year-olds that can kick better or straighter. I, I don't understand it, how it, you can be that bad at that level. It's also not something that um, you can't relearn. I mean, he's kicking probably a 1,000 kicks a week. So if you exactly. focus on it for a week, you've thrown a 1,000 at it. Like They reckon it only takes, what, 1,000 hours to get uh, proficient at something. 10,000. 10,000. 10,000 to be a master. He can do that in a, in a year yeah. in terms of kicking. Um, I think I think they said that Sav Rocker is helping out down at Carlton. Yep. And Anthony Rocker is helping one? out at um, Collingwood. But no. I'll tell you what, if I was uh, Sav, I'd just be asking if they could keep that quiet just for now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just wait until it comes good. Then, then you can sing me praises. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So Carlton, uh, one and four now. Um, and I think, have they got Brisbane this week? Yeah, um, Carlton, Brisbane. Carlton, Brisbane. Uh, Eddie had from memory. Thank God for them. Um, because uh, I don't know if there's many other teams they're going to beat this year. Oh, on, honestly, I I think that's going to be a close one. Not in a good way. Not in a good way, no. Um, all right, on to uh, match number two, which is the one I spent a half at, was the Tigers and the Cats. Um, absolutely gorgeous weather at the G. Um, so there's no excuses there. The tackling was amazing, um, but the skills were and decisions were a little bit surprising um, on some of them. Um, I don't know how much the game you guys saw, but well, I watched a good first half and then um, yeah, had to mow the front lawns. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I was also sitting amongst um, a bunch of Geelong supporters, and I tell you what, um, have they turned? Really? There was um, an old, I say old woman. She was probably mid fifties. Yep. Um, sitting in front of me with a thermos and blanket on, yep. screaming out, don't kick it to Stevie J. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. I tell you what, if if you've lost the, the thermos and blanket crowd, uh, I think you've lost everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw in the, I think he got a couple of goals late, but in the first half, if he had eight touches, he stuffed up seven of them. Something's wrong with him. Like, for him to start in the singlet last week, yep. um, you've got to wonder what's happening at the back. Like, for him to mess up touches like that, he must have some niggling injury like a hip or a a shoulder or something that's just put his whole body dynamic off. Yeah, it could be, but I mean, so it was even just decision making, um, which it, it um, felt like somebody who was trying to save their career. Like there was one in the first or second quarter where he was in the forward and he shrugged off one tackle and it was an easy handball out, but he decided to do a spin and go for another one um, just so he could have the shot on goal. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I need this one. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit weird, but. Yeah, I don't know. What do you do with him? If he was 22, you'd say, all right, go back to the VFL and get some form. But he's not. He's he's 30 now. The thing with him too, if he has a bad first quarter, he's fucked the rest of the game. He's a confidence player because he's the one out there who's always you know got the mouth going. He's, he's always, always talking. He's yeah, always yeah, in yeah, someone's absolutely. ear, always talking himself up. So if he has a downer and all of a sudden the talk's coming back at him, he seems to not respond very well. He, he seems to sort of you know want to hide. I think it's a team thing as well because a lot of... Um, in the past when Geelong were up and about, you know, you just kick it over to Stevie J, he'll do something. Um, now they're like, oh, you know what, there might be another option and trying to go somewhere else. But, um, yeah, very weird. But the Tigers, um, 
not looking too good. Not looking too good. Um, Hardwick's, uh, I'm sure he's not feeling very comfortable either. Yeah, it's probably a few uh, murmurs behind the scenes there. I'm sure there are. A few little um, contingency plans going on for this and what's and what we're going to do. The thing with a lot of that, though, is there's no not as many A-level coaches in waiting as there was last year and the yeah. year before. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get rid of him, but Richard has been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he hasn't really yeah. done much. And uh, we said it last week, and I think we'll say it for the next 10 weeks, that Hardwick's still the right man. Yeah. Just, I would reckon so. He's Some of the cattle there just isn't quite responding. I mean, they need to get Delidio back, obviously, and I think he's yeah. a, a week away. Yeah. Or something like he's that. He's been a week away for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. So you, just, you never know. Um, might be a good time to get him back in the mix. That's it. And I mean, even the scoreline then sort of flattered Richmond because they... A couple missed, of late goals. Late goals. Plus it was still, I think it was two goals, five after half time or in the after three-quarter time or yeah. something like that. Um, they made Harry Taylor look good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kicking it to him a lot, um, which is good to see because um, he's still um, up and about. Yeah, Not Jack right. kicked three straight. So, I mean, that's one positive. Yeah, but how many were there were in the last quarter? Uh, I can't even remember. He took a really good mark out of the 50, I know that. And I mean, there was just no one that could match up on Tom Hawkins. No. He's he's too big, too much of a presence in the forward line and just exposed um, everyone down there pretty much. Yeah. Um, And geez, they're a tall side too. Yeah. For an undersized back line like Richmond's. Yeah, exactly. You've got one of the better backmen in Rants, but he can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's, yeah. Putting someone like Hawkins is just too big, too strong. Yeah, it's the same as with uh, Hawthorne's Josh Gibson. He's a brilliant backman, but some of those guys are just too much of a monster. Yeah. Yeah, he's barely six foot, mm. uh, both of them. Um, anyway, on to, uh, who we got next? Sydney and the Bulldogs. Yep. Um, Match a, the round. A, a, again, making sure that my tips look shit. Um, no, I had I, the Bulldogs. I, I think they're up and about. They are now. They are. Um, pissing down rain, which used to be Sydney's calling card. You used to, Especially the SCG. Yeah, it's, it's raining. Don't worry about it. Sydney's got this. But I think out of the five or six games they lost last year, I think three or four of them were in the wet. Yep. Um, they've gone from a, a wet weather side to a dry one. So well, I think, it's their weakness. I think that's their game plan has always been possession-based. Like um, short possession, control the ball, control the pace. Western Bulldogs did that but did it better. And they hunted in packs. There was never one Western Bulldogs guy running alone. There was always one yeah. running by, you know, one putting the shepherd on, always doing the, the one percenters. And I mean, it was just um, Sydney kicked the first two and then Western Bulldogs just went, all right, we've, we're turned up now and bang, 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 bang. There we go. Such a different side to um, uh, last week when they played Hawthorne. Or was it? Yeah, it was last week. Mm. Um, where they looked like they were just, oh my God, we're going to get thrashed here. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, they looked like they had belief. Um, Bont and Pelly's back in the back in the side after a week of rest. Yeah, he's just goes from strength to strength. Um, I, like I said, I got ten bucks on him for the Brownlow at the start of the year, and I'm I'm backing it up. Like yeah. if Fife falls over, I'm, gonna say, I'm home and hose. <laughs> if Fife whacks somebody in round sixteen, <laughs> you're laughing. Um, it's, uh, it's it's I can't believe it um, with the Bulldogs because you know they lost their coach, lost their captain, lost their best and fairest all before round one. Now they're sitting. What are they? Four and one. Yeah, I think they're uh, up at second, uh, equal second. I think. And and Murphy's had a resurgence. Like, oh, he, how good is he? He's the, the player he was five years ago. Yeah. Now yeah. he he's always been quick, but now it just looks like everyone everyone's on board. They're all yeah. marching yeah. to the beat of the same. Now they are four and one, um, sitting third on percentage behind Collingwood. There you are. Um, and I think I heard somebody on the radio saying that their next two two months are actually pretty good, or, or um, the next yeah two and a half months. Because they play like St Kilda and the Gold Coast twice, and um, so they've got uh, they're hitting a little bit of form. Yeah, actually. at the same time that they've got a really um, good draw. Yeah, well, the next five are St Kilda, Frio, Melbourne, GWS, and Port. Okay, so they drop. Let, let's say they drop Port and Frio. Yeah, which you know after are they just home not, or away those two. Ah, uh, haven't got it on here. Sorry. Um, so e- either way, um, and they've just knocked off Sydney, so it's yeah. not. It's not lay down that they'll lose those two games. Yeah, everything else is very winnable. They yep. could go to something like twelve and three by yep. round fifteen, or round sixteen if there's a buy. Yeah, um, that's finals. Yeah, and I mean you look at they're playing Frio um, uh, after St Kilda, so you'd think they get the win over Saints and have a bit of confidence, and yeah, yeah. that'll be one match where you know, hey, we're we're sitting third and they're first. Treat us like a final. Yep. Just put a bit of pressure on ourselves, and let's see how we stand up. It, it'll be a, a great test for them because they. Um, Got unlucky with 
injuries against Hawthorne and then just didn't believe they could win. Yeah. Now, I don't think they'd ever go into another match like that again after knocking off Sydney in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Bulldogs have got the Dockers here and they're away at Port. So I put them at even money to take either of those matches. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, based on their form this season, you can't really count them out of, of any contest at the moment. Not anymore? No, not so at all. So it's away from home or... And the thing is too, everyone, I think the Bulldogs are that uh, hard luck story that everyone just wants to see do a bit better. Yeah. yeah. But like one premiership for a team that's been in that long since what, 56 was it or 54? 54 they won the 54. premiership. Um, you know, there'd be, are there any players living that played in it? There uh, wouldn't be so many. I think there's still a couple, but um, yeah, they're, they're getting less and less. And I mean, I think the real test for these sorts of sides are that you can play free when there hasn't been much pressure on you because you're a, sort of a turned over squad and yep. there's not much expectation and you're free to play the football that you've wanted to play for so long under the pressure of whatever was going on behind yeah. the scenes last last year. A brand new coach yeah. you know, brings it all in. And so it was interesting to see once they get taken as a serious competitive side by the other teams, they start to get the pressure of the media and that because yep. they are a potential side, how they can handle that. Yeah. The yeah. thing is too though, it's not falling on one player. Like They're, they're not a, yeah. a one superstar team. Bontepelli's a fucking brilliant player. But he's not um, he's not shouldering all the responsibility. Like Pickham had a brilliant, yeah, he had a great uh, game. brilliant yeah. game, probably um, his best game. Yeah, and they're sharing it around so much. And Libertore is still to come back. Uh, I doubt he'll come back this year. But, yeah, but next year he was probably good for it. But that, he's once he's fit, just having him around the club, you know, because yeah. here's a bloke yeah. who's going to be so damn hungry for it. Blokes, they're going to be running out and doing it for him, kind of thing. Like yeah. he's going to be. Just their their number one supporter, and he's going to be just making sure each one of them is pushing themselves, earning it, and uh, you know every time they're running out the training track, he's going to be there helping them. Yep. Um, the, or kicking the, their ass if he needs to. The only thing with the Bulldogs is you know, if they look forward to the next couple of months, like we said, they got the Frio game and the Port game. Yeah. You can't forget about the other games, the ones that they now yeah. should win. Yeah. And, and it's so often with these teams, they end up dropping one that you don't expect. So that's what they'll guard against. On to the next game, Gold Coast versus Lions. Um, it, yeah, less said the better. As far as I know, according to the paper, this game happened. Yep. And we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, it was just it's, the highlights. I, I don't even know. I, I think one of the it. highlights was the drainage of the ground. Because mm, uh, yeah. there's a lot of rain up there and they actually got the game to happen. Um, uh, was it Christensen for Brisbane missed the worst shot on goal of the year? Um, like running in open goal from the edge of the goal square and yeah it's harder to miss from there than it is to get it in but he managed and then um, oh, I can't remember who it was for Gold Coast did practically the same thing later on in the game um, but yeah it was uh, two winless sides and it looked like it but yeah, anyway Gold Coast got, got their first win but how how heavy have Brisbane fell at the start of the season their midfield was looking world class they were looking like they were going to play finals now, you don't know if they win a game in the VFL. No, I, I actually, I'm glad I changed my mind just before the season started, but I was thinking, you know what, they might sneak into the eight. Yeah. Now, I don't think they'll get eight points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they'll, they'll <laughs> struggle, struggle full stop, and I think they'll just lose interest in footy by about um, round 12. And I think they're planning for the future and just trying to get Jonathan Brown on, not as many kids out of him as possible. <laughs> just yeah, get put him, him breeding. Put, put him out <laughs> to start. Um, even Lepich in the post-match presser um he just looked lost yeah and you can't blame him poor bastard <laughs> and that's it when you i don't know when you look at, look at the your team on paper and you see what you've got and you put out performance like this you must just sit there at night and just go where the fuck do i start like this is absolutely a mess there's what's, no way she's getting pumped by this much what's uh, happening with merit at the moment oh big sauce bottle yeah uh, i think he's I he's coming out each week that's about it because he had a couple of weeks off um I'm not even sure if he played. Yeah, no, he's one of those blokes that he's actually a, a very, very good backman. And he, he can muscle up to the big guys, but I don't think he's been on the park. I'm not sure with the injuries. And like I said, I, I was never going to watch this game. No. I was just going to take uh, anybody else's word that it occurred, that it happened. and uh, I paid attention. You know, I was in the bottom right-hand corner yeah, for a little bit it. of the day. That's about it. Um, on to the Saturday night. 
um, at Etihad, North versus Hawks. Nothing too fantastic came out of this game. No talk about it. Oh, no. It was, you know, <laughs> uninteresting first quarter. I actually turned I, off and... I uh, haven't heard a thing. Honestly, no. better hits in that match than Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. I was going to say that. It was a lot more action in this one. Well, they got a bit inspired, I think, by the you know, countdown and the moment I watched Manny's doco or something like that. Well, I'll tell you what. Fight um, up the old lads. Taylor Dreyer's um, little gut punch was a harder punch than either of the two boxes landed Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, that actually got referred to, didn't it? No. No, they looked at it and went, Pfft, Yeah, nothing. that's what I figured. Um, and it was. It was barely a tap. Enough for a free kick and a goal, but that's about it. It's a sort of, like, technically you'd say it's not supposed to happen, but it, it does happen oh, every bloody week. Yeah, it's a free kick. I mean, there's no need to do it. Yeah. But to go any further than that. Yeah, a free kick was given, it's fine. Um, but... Uh, so Hodge has got um, referred direct to the tribunal. Lewis has got three down to two, and he's not going to challenge that because he hasn't got much of a challenge yeah. to give. <laughs> I thought that would be the other way around, to be honest. But Because um, Hodges, he, he, it, it is bad because he leapt after him and clipped him, but he, he sort of clipped him with a forearm and elbow. It wasn't a, a straight uh, right cross to the jaw, which is probably what saved him from... Well, some real trouble. I don't think anything saved him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's referred to the tribunal, but you know, if you Barry Hall it, you're going to get you know half a season. But well, um, if if he he missed and he did and he you know um, swallowed played on for a bit, so that's probably what do you mean played on for a bit? He played on for the rest of the game until he got subbed out in the fourth. Well, that's not the rest of the game, is it? Until uh, yeah, that's the until bit. Yeah, he played on for a bit. He didn't continue he, playing an old game. Oh, yeah, it's 100 minutes. He got hit in the in the sixth minute and he played for the next 90. It wasn't the sixth. No, it was something about that. Exaggerating for the sake of the point. He played another two and a half quarters, put it that way. More than half a game. He played on for a bit. <laughs> which um, is probably what's going to save Hodge from a long holiday. He'll probably get three. Say, that's the only thing with the, um, the MRP or, or the tribunal is that they take the medical report into such account. Yeah. In that, so that something innocuous that happens to catch somebody the wrong way and yep. they get knocked out and they get a concussion and they're out. You go, well, you're getting a couple of weeks there, champ. Yeah. Whereas something that is a big hit and somebody just gets up and keeps going on with it, you're like, oh, well, it's well, nothing. It was like the uh, the May hit in the uh, Gold Coast game. That was a, a side bump, like a, an absolutely legal move that went wrong Yeah. in a minor way. Uh, and that's getting uh, reviewed by the tribunal. Yeah, he, gets, uh, he got two weeks. Yeah, and see, to me, the two weeks for that and the two weeks for Lewis... Same penalty for two very different uh, actions, but that's the way the match review panel has always been. It's unpredictable. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's just like we're saying the medical report comes into it because Rockcliffe mm-hmm. got knocked clean out, yeah, as opposed to Goldstein who got up and took his kick. It's just weird the way that they take the results rather than the intentions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like I was saying with um, uh, Lewis, because that incident happened right in front of us where we were sitting, and you can see he's. He's, uh, the kicks come out and he's like oh, I've got no chance of this but I have to put a body on him yep. and he's gone whack <laughs> the big clothesline across the head and I thought the first thing I thought was oh I didn't know he could jump that high <laughs> I actually thought he was trying to do a professional free kick to try and hold the ball up just yeah, you know, give so, him a whack on the arms and the umpire's like you know here you go and he's going to you know save an extra 10-15 seconds so they can flood back but no. I don't I don't think anyone ever means to coding at someone because you know you're going to get suspended uh, I th- thought the other great shame of it was it's it's horrible to see you know two people of the same um, background uh, attacking on each other because um, I've had enough of this Jewish on Jewish violence because <laughs> I mean oh, I'm assuming because I mean the name like Goldstein Jewish gangsters <laughs> the name like Goldstein and um, Jordan Lewis he wears a yarmulke while, Does he? while he plays oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with that now um but uh, so you take the two reports out. Um, it was actually kind of a hiding, and it could have been bigger. It wasn't until the last quarter that the Hawthorne started to kick straight. Well, it seemed like um, they came out firing, and that just put the deflated that sort of attitude when Hood, Hodgie, and um, Lewis got done. And then they just sort of went about the business, and I don't know. Well, it seemed yeah, like a... North didn't really respond. Like in days past, you'd have blokes like uh, you know Arch Archer David King <laughs> yeah. just go well. Looks like I'm getting a holiday, and he just go around smacking people. Yeah, but um, every team needs that. Like there was when an that enforcer. Shit, yeah, when that shit happened, you know there was a bit of push and shove, but no one was really holding Hodge or Lewis accountable for that shit. Yeah, um, which you know you could argue it's not the game, but it is. And I think both yep. Hodge and Lewis went on and had thirty touches each, yep. or, or yeah, thereabouts. So. But yeah. close. 
So they weren't really feeling too guilty about it. But in the actual context of the game, it was uh, Gunston, Smith and Hill that really won it. Um, they couldn't stop Gunston. Uh, yeah. he's, he's marking it all over the place. And I think he kicked a couple as well. And Smith, if they were picking an all-Australian side right now, Isaac Smith would probably be in it um, on a wing. Yeah, well, I mean, not a winger, 27 touches, two goals. Yes. That's not a bad bad so, night's work. Got a lot of run. Um, most impressive for North, I thought, was big Benny Brown again. Um, They've they got to stop kidding themselves that he's a second ruckman. Because yeah, no. Goldstein rucks by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Benny Brown could be the best full forward, um, the best tall forward in the game. He, he could be the best person to get North Melbourne bums in seats since yeah. pre-carry. Like, like his ability to take a, a leading mark above his head. Yeah. He doesn't miss him, and I was—I um, was just reading the other day. He doesn't take contested marks. He no. hasn't had a contested mark this year. Really, he just gets open because he is—he has He's that quick ten league. meter. Yeah. And you know, the, in the credit, the players get the fuck out of his way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they should do. And also, when he is um, jumping, I watched it a couple of times on um, Saturday night. He's a really good judge of the ball because he'll jump and put his great big arms up, and he'll mark it at the absolute peak of his jump. Yeah. So there's nobody. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Who's going to spoil that? The only thing I don't get with him and something he may be able to improve on is the way he runs is just with straight hips. It doesn't it? He looks so funny. Like, <laughs> see, people try and get that acceleration by twisting their hips, you know, into the stride. He just seems to have a block body that, and he just runs from his <laughs> knees. So it takes him four or five steps to get going and it, then he starts hitting yeah, stride. It is the fastest waddle you've ever seen. <laughs> it's like the cartoons where you get your legs spinning first yeah, and then yeah, you take yeah. off. <laughs> and then, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, the... The equivalent of river dance. <laughs> yeah, that's how we run it. <laughs> but yeah, Jeezy, he can um, reach up and, and take a big grab and kicking him from the boundary line and picking him up off the turf and kicking him around the corner. Um, I thought he was really exciting. Um, well, that's it. For a bloke his size, his snaps are spectacular. Yeah. Well, his ability to kick across the shoulder and put it through the sticks. Um, I haven't seen a big bloke do that for quite a while since no. Buddy Franklin does it, but... You know, um, he's one of the up-and-coming forwards that will get people turning up to matches. I reckon. Um, okay, the other game on Saturday night, which we didn't even see much because we were at the Hawthorne North game, West Coast and GWS. Such a shame for GWS because we're yep. really hoping for big things from them. And West Coast just went about their business and, and smashed them. Exactly. And, I mean, it was... West Coast still kicked 12 points. <laughs> That's the scary thing. Yeah. And it was, you know, a nice sunny night. But, um... I mean, it's, it's good for West Coast, let's be honest. They get a bit of confidence back. Yeah, you know? Kennedy's leading the Coleman again. He put another half a dozen or yep. five on the board. Certainly did. And, I mean, GWS, they, they can't really take much out of this, but um, they're hoping to have gained a lot more out of it. They had the potential yep. to really get some confidence and, um, you know, build the team up and yeah. give, some, give some people some experience and put on a good show, but it wasn't to be. They got completely and thoroughly demolished. Yep. The thing with that, though, I did see they had a, a lot more tackles than West Coast, which, considering West Coast had a lot of the ball, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. just being able to get the body on body, I think matters a lot. At the moment, they're not tackling as well as they can. They're not pinning the arms. They're not um, powering the person down yeah. to the ground. So that, like, if you're able to stay on your feet for three seconds, you get the ball out. Yep. 
But if you get tackled off your feet, as long as you're not pushed in the back, yeah, you know, uh, it's much harder to get an effective handball out because you can only go handball in one direction. Yeah, exactly. But uh, once, you know, also they're a young, slight side. A few more seasons in the gym and uh, we're going to see a lot more of them. Yeah, and I mean, they've still, even got the talent, so... Where are they on the ladder? They're still up they're there. They're still up there, yeah. Uh, oh, I hope they play finals this year. It's only their second loss. Well, I mean, everyone expected um, Gold Coast to be putting that one. They're sitting eighth at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one, I, three thought and two. That, I thought they are actually higher than that. But, yes. um, yeah, um, and Cam McCarthy kicked another few. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting next week when they host Hawthorne, who are depleted in the back lines and depleted in the middle now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be so. I, I, I hope GWS do well, but um, I, I think Hawthorne is still going to have. They'll never chance. have a better chance. No, this is true. Um, on to the Sunday games. We had Melbourne hosting Frio, um, and I think it turned out pretty much as you expected. Frio just, yep. uh, just muscled it through. Um, they lost Walters early, and I think did they lose Pavlich or Pavlich was under a cloud um, halfway through the game? But they just did what they did and kept moving it on. They won every single stat except for the freeze. And yeah. uh, um, media turning the heat up on Jack Watts again. It's not really a whole lot of sympathisers <laughs> left, I think. They, they yeah. went through a little stage about two weeks ago where yeah. the tide turned and everyone was like, give him a break, give him his chance. He had a great game. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think which one it was. It was round... Not in Richmond, actually, I think. Could have been. Yeah. Um, we had a really good game where he showed a bit of heart, but um, yeah, it's getting harder now. I know, yeah, it's getting really harder to put the excuse in. Is, is the damage already done? Yeah. Was it? Was it never meant to be? With this, to, to show how badly they got smashed, the top 10 possession getters of the match, Barlow, yep. Pierce, Fife, Mundy, Hill, Neal, Pierce, Subin, Cross, McFarlane. So out of the 10, one Melbourne yeah. player. And you'd, you'd have to ask, if they weren't manning up any of those guys, who were they manning up? <laughs> <laughs> who was actually standing? <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that Fife wasn't first on the list, I think you can take that as a win. Yep, I suppose. I mean, he got a lazy 30 and a goal. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it might be the first game of the year where Fife doesn't get the three votes. He might only get two. Yep, um, and that's all I can think of. It's going to be a, a three to nil votes for oh, Frio, yeah. like no doubt. Who even put their hand up? Jones has tried to carry the team again. Yeah, they tried hard, but at the end of the day, they were beaten by a better side, and it's one of those. It was just the way it was always going to be. At least they didn't get absolutely belted. Mm. They just got normally belted. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Jeffy Garlett took a nice grab. Well, in fact, a couple. Six fourteen, so yeah, well, they had the ball in the fifty. They just couldn't put it between the big ones. Um, and it's uh, one of Frio's rare visits to the MCG this year. Um, so hopefully they got uh, as much out of it as they could. Well, they'll be there again. Um, I mean, to be fair, it did um, sort of hover around you know, four goals for most game until yeah. the last quarter, and then I think it was just, seven in a row or something. Frio kicked. Yeah, I think that was worked away. I think yeah. most of us picked Frio to drop off this year, so we fucked that one up. We fucked that one up. Oh, too, a long way to go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, five and zero oh at the minute. And I can't see him dropping off too far from now. Nah, um, it, it's it's actually going to be very hard for them to finish lower than second. I think. Yeah, I I can't see many teams challenging them. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they got Essendon, Bulldogs, North Melbourne, Crows, Richmond for the next five. Yeah, they'll win all those. Yep, <laughs> not a bad effort. Um, they. Uh, just got to um, keep doing what they do and don't drop the silly games like they did last year with they lost by 70 points to St Kilda yeah um, so as long as they don't have any of those brain fades that's right um, St Kilda are still still victory lapping on that one as they should St <laughs> <laughs> um, Kilda Essendon did nobody pick I think that this would be as close as it no. was no um, it, amazing couple last couple of minutes and St yeah. Kilda did everything to win it yep um, and you know if the game goes another three seconds um, again um, Saints might have won yep um, I think they were, just, they were just unfamiliar with uh, being in the you know, game right being last in a winning position yeah. Yeah. and two goals six in the first quarter didn't help either no when they had the dominance yep and just didn't put it away um, the other good thing for Essendon on the other side of it was uh, Fletch he looked young again yep having his goalkeeper saves oh, I saw that one the big spoil yeah to gadget arms so he's had the uh, drop kick from 60 last week and he's had the big save in the goal square this week. He's um, he's partying like he's got um, another 10 years left. Yeah. And I was, just, I was wondering how Goddard felt about putting a little nail in the Saints coffin. Oh, I don't think he's crying again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he was the first time they, he, he beat him. But all the lads so close to getting a win on the board get a bit about him and that. Uh, not to that. 
Yeah, I don't know. After the last couple of years um, sitting underneath an Asada case, I think he's lost all sympathy for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably right. You know, fuck you all. We're earning these ones now. But it was, it was a well well fought contest, and Saints got a lot to take out of it. And I mean, they would a lot more to take out of it had they held it for the win. Yeah. But what can you do? Well, what are you going to do with the Saints? I mean, oh, they they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They've traded off. Um, mid-level and senior players the last couple of years to have multiple top 20 draft picks. Yep. So they've been stockpiling them and now they're bl- um, blooding them all in. Um, and, you know, they're putting competitive scores on the board. I mean, yeah. Cam Bruce is um, third or fourth in the Coleman at the minute. Yeah, he kicked five. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup no. before round one. Yep, exactly now he's, right. Now uh, he's, he's killing it in there. And uh, that's it. Without Big Rui, who's yeah. uh, due back soon. Yep. The thing with rebuilding through the draft, though, and we've seen it with Melbourne year on year, it's not just getting the players, it's keeping them. Yeah, that's it. Because um, who wants to be part of a team that's been tanking for the last four years? Which I don't think St Kilda are tanking, I think they're just struggling. But uh, Melbourne still haven't got out of the hole they dug themselves yeah. into. Well, the Saints are just still feeling the hangover for trying to uh, win the premiership with that team that they had. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really what it is. They hung on, yeah, as well they should. Yeah, they yeah, tried exactly. and hung on to a few players, um, you know, and forego drafts and, and youngsters and yeah. that kind of stuff. But I think that their their worst case scenario for for this year might have been readjusted up a little bit. I don't think it's, it's potentially as bad as what I mean. I was expecting at the start of the season, or what I was are expecting. I was expecting them to finish eighteenth, and I don't think they'll finish eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I think they can probably get on top of a couple of teams. I think yeah. Gold Coast yeah. and Brisbane will pretty much be down there. And yeah. and even though um, it is. Carlton beat them last week they might yep. finish above Carlton too and I think but, that they'll take a lot of positives out of uh, positive performances from their youngsters and exactly. and standing up and I mean because there's always going to be for lack of a better word dead wood out of your draft picks where yep. some yeah. are going to be there some are which and is yeah they've made a lot of good choices so well, that's you know there's been their tactic is not to have you know one draft pick yeah and let's hope he works they've had alright we'll have you know, oh who was it they said they um, will have multiple picks up early and, yep. and that's what yep. we want. We want you know three or four in the top twenty, and then if yeah. one of them ends up as bust or two of them, we have still got another couple. Yeah, because they said straight up that those draft picks were off the table during the trade season. Yeah, wasn't even looking at, yeah. um, uh, especially the number one draft pick. And it's the right, it's been the right call. And the final game of the round was the showdown, um, which was very interesting in that I, I picked that it'd go Port's way. Yep. But seventy odd inside fifties for the Crows and, and couldn't put them away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Port just have a really good mobile defence. Yeah. Like their ability to press and control the back 50 and attack from it is fantastic. Well, it is it is the way that they run. Um, you know, and they did the same thing with Hawthorne last week or, or the week before um, where they uh, didn't um, didn't win the inside 50s but still won the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's you now two things to that. It was one is they flood back. Um, and the, yep. the reason they can afford to do that is because they have so much run when they're going forward yeah. to get those rebound, um, yep. you know, run on goals. Yeah. Again, um, they, they play a fantastic fast-paced running game where yeah, they yeah. just Out play of defense, on. They just, will not hold the ball up. They just play on again and again. Same as the Bulldogs and same as when they played North Melbourne. You had two teams doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's spectacular football and they do it better than pretty much any other team. Out it's a very much a team defense because they, they don't have anybody that's, um, you know, one-on-one trying to yeah. shut, shut them down. And that's the thing, when they get the turnover, there's always one player free around Somewhere. the pack to get the handball. Yep. And the pressure on him, there's the next person who's free. And then they as soon as the one gets the break, it's like um it's like a running back getting through the line defence. Yep. And there there's free. That's just smart defence, because you see other teams, they'll you know, play with the ball, they'll yep. attack him and there's three, four people tackling it, which is yep. fine. But unfortunately means there's three, four of the opposition hanging around waiting for the quick handball yeah. and the tackle. And the other thing with Port, um, I don't know, if you ever look at the halftime score was was it eight goals one or something like that or, or eight goals two? Oh, I'll be able to tell you. There were eight goals one at eight, half time to eight, four goals eight. Yeah. Mm. And eight goals one was what they kicked against Hawthorne in the first quarter. Yeah. Jesus some accurate kicking going on. Isn't and it? that's really you know, I wouldn't say saving yep. them because I mean every time they've had a shot for goal, they've obviously aimed for the goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um but geez it helps. Because the thing is a lot a lot of their goals, they aren't sort of hands out in the lead kicking their snaps from the corner from their small forwards and it's obviously something that they drew a lot and their yeah. full, small forwards are very skilled in that and speaking of which we shouldn't forget Eddie Betts kicked five goals oh, yeah. yeah and what from a game. his pocket again yeah what a game uh, is, they're is, actually calling it the Eddie Betts pocket and oh. they're they're yeah, right. in there with yeah. as you would yeah. say, nobody's owned a part of the ground like that since Doug Hawkins had his wing <laughs> yeah. at, at uh, Witten Oval yep that's probably right too and um, um, 
And on that, um, Scotty Thompson kicked uh, in the opposite pocket, kicked a brilliant goal on his left, and then another one on his right five minutes later. Yep. Um, not bad from the old stager. Yeah. You know, just showing the young lads and, how it's and done. Especially on uh, the showdown. It's looked good to see someone put one on. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's amazing that out of their, the inaccuracy that um, Adelaide had, yeah. the ones they got were bloody unbelievable. Yep. Well, if you're going to talk about bets, you've got to talk about Schultz. 5-1. Yep. That's a brilliant return for full forward. Any full forward to be happy with a 5-1 return. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the um, criticisms of Adelaide this year have, have been their hardness, for lack of a better word. Yep. Just their physicality. And um, Well, they stormed over north in round one. And yeah. we've sort of almost been waiting for that again. And they yeah. got caught by surprise last week for their first loss. Yep. With uh, the Bulldogs. But now Bulldogs have gone on and beaten Sydney as well. So yeah. maybe it wasn't as much a surprise as it uh, should have been. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely fair. And I think, I mean, I think there might be a little bit to their physicality, but with someone like Port, it's hard to be physical with people you can't catch. Yep. That's yeah. the thing. So I don't think that was really going to be the difference. That's, yeah, that's exactly what uh, I mean, Pacquiao said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, with someone like um, Schultz, you can probably be a bit more physical. But I mean, it's it, a quick lead. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to to be able to get someone to get in that hole and have to worry about yeah. um, trying to mount some offense if you do get it as well. Um, but uh, now that leaves, I think, both Adelaide clubs on three and two now. Um, after Adelaide looked like running away with it, and Port yep. uh, so shaky in the first couple of rounds, but now they're they're back in the, back in the winner's circle and and laughing. Yep. So fourth to tenth for the. Um, three and twos three and twos are fourth to tenth Southall and Port bookend, bookending them there you go um, alright so let's have a quick look then at um, round six um, uh, now we said in the early couple of rounds the AFL has been very careful to put um, uh, not have too many mismatches yeah which means that later on you're going to have some yep. some dud rounds um, this week I think is another easier round to tip um, yeah. Having said that, I only got five last week, so I'm doing shit there. <laughs> um, so I, I honestly think that um, the most evenly matched games are the first two. Yeah. We got Collingwood and Geelong on Saturday night. Uh, sorry, Friday, Friday night. Yep. Um, Collingwood for me. I'm going Geelong. Whew. It's a tough one, but Friday night, I think I'm going to go Collingwood. I think they'll get on the, the Friday night stage. I think their midfield is, after you've taken out beams, um, I think they've. They've covered it really well. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a lot of uh, run through the middle, and um, that is the problem with Geelong at the moment is yep. they don't have that same run. Yeah, yeah. Side bottom's stepped up. Yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, yes. Um, North versus Richmond down at is it Blundstone Arena? Yeah, where it is in Tassie. Bloody hell! Um, geez, that's going to be a nice day down there. Yep. Um, I think North. It's going to be a tight one. Um, it could honestly, I think it'll depend on which team tries the hardest to lose it. Yep. Because um, both these sides, Richmond have got form on that. I think it could be. A, <laughs> yep. It could be an absolutely spectacular game if both sides play the running game. If both sides play the possession game, you're going to turn off at halftime. It's going to be shit. Uh, so you're both looking after the, your own teams on yeah, that one. You got it. I'm taking an unconfident Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a dollar for every time you said that, um, and then uh, the the battle of the one premierships, Western Bulldogs versus St Kilda. Um, Western only, Bulldogs in a landslide. The, the only danger is if Bulldogs are, are a little bit too happy with themselves. Yep, and I mean Saints might just have a bit of confidence under their under their wings. And yeah, down no. the Eddie had their, you know, actually they're pretty yeah. shit there, aren't they? I guess, uh, <laughs> so it's the Bulldogs home <laughs> ground yeah. as well. Yeah. I can't I can't see Saint Kilda matching them for two quarters, let alone four. Nah, they're too strong through the middle now. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they'll probably take off the gas at three-quarter time to avoid injuries. So the scoreline might end up being a bit closer. I reckon they'll probably win by about four goals. If uh, Rewalt plays, it'll make a big difference. Um, but I'm not sure if he's ready just yet. So if he doesn't play this one, he'll play next week. I think it'll make a big difference as to who turns up. Yeah. I think without yeah, that, St. Kilda will still turn up. Yeah. Then we've got GWS and the Hawks over in Sydney. Um, GWS have never beaten the Hawks, and this is going to be their best chance to ever beat them. Because um, they'll be without their two best backmen and um, their two highest possession getters in the middle this week, and their captain and their vice captain in that. Oh look, fuck! I'm going to chip tip GWS just for a point of difference. It's it'll be an upset, but it's certainly a predictable upset, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to tip it solely so if they win next week, I'll be able to say I told you so. Told to you so no yeah. one in particular. Yeah, because if they lose, no one's going to next week. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, they've nearly knocked Hawthorne off once. Um, it might have been 2013. They lost by seven points at, at the G. Um, so that they match up well against the Hawks. Yeah, well, they I mean, a chance. the way they're playing, they've got some stars who can definitely exploit not having 
likes of Lewis and, and Hodge on the field. So it's not without reach, but I'm still tipping Hawthorne quite easy. Yeah, me too. But um, you want to put some attention into Dylan Shield. Yeah. Um, uh, and on that, um, Jordan Lewis not playing. He is the leading possession getter in the AFL at the minute. Really? Um, so he won't oh. be by the time he comes back after his little holiday. But anyway. Uh, Gold Coast versus the Crows. Uh, that could be embarrassing. Up at Metricon. Yeah, I, I still think the Crows are going to be too strong. Yeah, I've got the Crows that one. I think they'll uh, definitely get over the line. Based in the midfield alone. And, you know, a midfield without Gary Ablett is always going to have a big hole in it. And they they sort of covered it yeah. late yeah. last year. Just just like Geelong in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, Tex Walker is going to kick a half a dozen. Yeah, that's what I think. The Crows forward line have too much firepower for yep. Gold Coast. I actually think Eddie, Eddie Betts is going to be the one that's hard to stop. He, his ability to collect the ball and snap it is going to really hurt Gold Coast. He's very hard to man up on. Mm. He is. Like, you need someone who's mobile and strong, which is, you know, if you're looking for a backman, they're rare as hen's teeth and they yeah. tend to stay put because you want to keep them it's in your just, club. They're called rugby players. Yeah. <laughs> they've got to be mobile and they've got to be switched on too because um, he, he can sneak around and then yeah. you're like, right, all I'm going to do is blanket him and then he's um, little dicky handballs over the top and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the backman rules is generally force him to the boundary line, like protect the corridor. Yeah. Against yeah. him, it doesn't yeah. matter. He's that's on the boundary. That's he loves it. That's, he's fucking yeah. putting it through anyway. Uh, then we've got Melbourne versus Sydney at the MCG. Um, I think, uh, geez, Melbourne, it's a rough couple of couple of weeks with uh, Frio at the MCG and then Sydney at the MCG yep I think yeah. Sydney are going to grind the win I, I I just don't see any dramatic highlights from this match no, uh, I, no I agree I mean um, I'm just checking the weather forecast because I think that's the only chance that Melbourne have got the highlight of this Snow. match Saturday rain ooh it's raining on Saturday the highlight of this match will be when Frio and Essendon starts pretty much yes um, which is the next game over there um Essendon were lucky to get up against St Kilda and now they've got to go face Frio undefeated over there. Yep. Um, there's absolutely no reason um, to believe that Frio will lose this game, which means Essendon will win it by three goals. Yep. Well, yeah, no, I'm still tipping Frio. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> I'm going Frio by a comfy five. Yeah, yeah, I think Frio are going to win too. Um, I don't know why, but there's six games on Saturday. Um, I don't know why they've done that. They've tried so something is, different. Yeah. Um, and only two on the Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, Sunday, Carlton versus Brisbane. Um, I think that we'll have to phone the three people that attend that game and ask yeah. them what happened. <laughs> I'm not watching that. Um, do we care to tip Carlton, uh, look, I guess? I, I'm tipping uh, Mick Malthouse I'm to tipping, keep his job. I'm tipping Carlton will kick 12 goals, 13. Okay. Yeah, I reckon they'll, tip. Uh, they'll kick 12 goals, 17. Uh, it, go. It'll be something like that yep. to five goals, Three. No, I don't really care who wins. I just reckon Carlton kick that much. That's on Tivin. Sunday, three twenty. I'm not doing anything there, but I'm not going to the match. No way. No, no, no chance. It's Mother's Day. Um, oh, maybe that's why there's only two games on. So it's Mother's yeah. Day. That's why they stuck the port game on there because. <laughs> 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 Port versus West Coast in the, in the single mums cup. Yeah. <laughs> Married mums get free entry. They won't get away too much money. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, well, this is a good chance for West Coast to shake the flat track bullies if um, if they can. Um, which is still a bullshit term. I, I don't like it. But anyway, it's yeah. been bandied around in the media because you've got lots of columns to fill. Yep, um, I love their buzzwords. Don't know. Um, and I think it'll be three on the trot for Port, and I think quite comfortable. Yep. Um, and I think Port needs some percentage as, as well, so they might uh, they might just switch this, turn this one up. I think West Coast yeah. have got a, a great midfield, like with you know Prittis running around especially, and they've got a great full forward line. Yeah. But at every matchup, I think Port have got them beat. Yeah. Uh, West Coast with their injury list, they've done well <laughs> yeah. to stay where yeah. they are. Yeah. Kennedy, brilliant full forward. Yeah. I'd still take Schultz over him, yeah. even though Kennedy's leaving the Coleman. And say so with Prittis, brilliant midfielder. I'd still take Roddy Gray over him. Yeah, at the minute I probably yep. would too. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. So while West Coast, I think, are probably doing better than everyone thought they would at the start of the season, I think Porter is going to beat them at every opportunity. Yeah, West Coast are doing what they need to do against the bottom sides. Yeah. Um, you know, they haven't had too much a hassle um, with facing top sides just yet, um, which is fortunate because their injury list is the worst in the league. Um, it seems to be every time they come up, they get another one. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going well. Even um, Sharon Wellingham's having a good um, good run around for him the last couple of weeks, so uh, that's good to see. Um, well, that'll wrap up uh, round six. Um, yep. 
all we're doing now it's we're waiting tomorrow to find out how many games Hodgie gets. Yeah, um, that's what we wait for. Um, I th- on last word on that, I think he'll probably get the same as Yaron. And they said Lewis yeah. uh, got offered two, three down to two, three down to two. And he'll yeah. take it because yeah. you can't you can't appeal oh, it. You couldn't take it yeah. fast enough. No way. Yeah. Um, so I think Hodge will get four down to three um, because that's what Yaron got. He got uh, four games and they gave him a game discount for the immediate guilty plea. Yeah. Um, so I think that's best case scenario for Hodge. Yeah, and realistically, they're missing out on the GWS, St Kilda and... Who Sydney. Sydney. Sydney's the third game they miss out on. Yeah, yeah even so, you're really not losing anything with those two matches because Hawthorne should be able to cover those pretty easy. Yeah, that's the problem though. They should. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good for Clarkson to put them both on the bench after the incident. So if they do get a game, that's like retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> they can come back on after the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, yeah it, was, um, it was good to see that last week we spent all the time talking about Clarko decking someone. And then this week we got two, the, you know, we've had the we're coach. Up, yeah. Now we've got the captain and the vice captain. Yeah. So next week the boot starters are going to be knocking people out. We're going for four next week. Keep it like <laughs> on a binary sort of... I'm not sure. Well, I think that means Roughhead's going to have to lead out the Hawks. Hawks, because like I said it's captain and vice captain gone, so yeah, we're, we're, well, we're running maybe, down a little bit. Maybe you've under, maybe undersold you yourself. Get... You've gone to toss the coin. Maybe you could lead the team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should have. I haven't got a response back from that letter yet. I'm, I'm, I'll wait till the end of this week, and then I'll move on to the next club <laughs> um, by next week. And uh, by way of that, I've already started writing the letter because <laughs> I've made assumptions. Um, and then I'll write another letter. Then I might try phone calls. I'm Billy. I'm a five-year-old Hawthorne supporter <laughs> for 28 years. <laughs> oh, it could could be that, that um, they might not do the maths and sneak that one through. Um, just... You should do a Bell Gibson and pretend you got brain cancer or some shit. Oh, well, I did say in the last one that I could have a terminal disease. You know, I haven't been tested, so mm. I can't say for sure that I don't. Um, there's one more thing with uh, the Hawks, because um, they reached 70,000 members last week. Um, you know how after the game, um, the winning side, they sign the little footies and throw them over the fence to the kids? Yeah. Well, Hawthorne decided to show just how rich they're doing. Yeah. And instead of throwing the footies over the fence, they got these great big massive... 30 centimetre by 30 centimetre boxes yep. and gave out trips to Tasmania. Jesus. <laughs> it, it's as if that isn't rubbing me into those clubs that are struggling for a bit of cash. I know, it's, it's pretty rich saying, hey, thanks for coming now, fuck off. <laughs> North had 70,000 members between 2014 and 2015 combined. <laughs> Nearly? <laughs> no, they would have had 80,000 between that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's to just showing it off a little bit. I saw um, um, Spanger was running around um, handing out boxes before the game as well. Um, so Jesus, he, yeah, it, was, it was amazing. He had one box. Yeah. yeah about 70,000 <laughs> Couldn't believe he could do it for that one. Uh, all those poor little kids with their water bottles. He had to guard away from them. Uh, all pissed. All right. Um, well, that wraps up round five and into round six. Um, yeah. I don't think we've got anything more to go. No. All right. See you next time. Good luck. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.